0: 20th verse, then Romans, the first chapter. The title of my sermon, as you were able to see out there in the marquee, what comes down must what? Go up. Hebrews 13, verse 20, May the God of peace, who through the blood of et- the eternal covenant brought back from the dead our Lord Jesus, that great shepherd of the sheep, equip you with everything good for doing his will. Now Romans chapter 1. Beginning in verse 1. It says there, Paul, a servant of Christ Jesus, called to be an apostle and set apart for the gospel of God, the gospel he promised beforehand through his prophets in the holy scriptures regarding his son, who as to his human nature was a descendant of David, and who through the spirit of holiness was declared with power to be the son of God by his resurrection from the dead. Jesus Christ, our Lord. Father, we pray that you would be glorified, and Lord, I pray that you would move as you did in the nine o'clock service here with these people as well. Allow us, Lord God, to be strong in you, Jesus, and to let this word work a sediment in our lives to make us stronger, sturdier, well-balanced Christians. We honor you and we praise you in Jesus' name, and everybody together said Amen. amen. You may be seated. Again, we want to welcome all of you to Victory Outreach Hayward. And we had the opportunity to have met other places. We were going to rent a place where we could have all been together, which would have been nice. But I chose rather to continue on at 9 o'clock and 11 o'clock. In that, I wanted to celebrate our first Easter in our own building. We finally have a place of our own after 18 years of wandering in the wilderness. We have a place of our own. of course, uh, you know, I want to uh, uh, you know, uh, acknowledge my mother-in-law, uh, my, my best mother-in-law. That's real safe. I'm her best son-in-law. That's not too safe. Hallelujah. Uh, Putting her on dangerous ground and also uh, great-grandma there. And, uh, you know, I've been able to be a part of their their family and how they've taken me in. And and I know when when I first married Josie, they were checking me out. I could tell. uh, Because they're very protective. Uh, I mean, just the first thing great-grandma told me as soon as she came into my house, you better be taking care of my granddaughter. First thing she told me, I told her, hi, at least. (laughs) And I told her, grandma, you told me that at the wedding. You better be taking care of my, same thing, uh, because they're protective. Hallelujah. (laughs) I'm doing the best that I can. And she's able to see the blessing. And then also my family that is here, uh, uh, you know, my nephews and my sister and my brother, they're here. And yesterday, my the three nephews, and I mentioned in the first service, they, they accepted Christ. My son was preaching. My son was making the altar call at uh, Shotgun 2. And all three of them stood up and accepted Christ. And what a, what a blessing that was to be able to see my nephews and my Esteban's cousins and my daughter's cousins to get saved. And, and uh, we want to welcome them. And they had to come up a long way. But I tell them, I do that all the time. I travel to Santa Paula and we travel to Los Angeles Countless of times, every year, and finally they're able to make the trek up here. Hallelujah. Sureños, as quiet as it's kept. Praise the Lord. God loves everybody. Let's get into God's word here, okay? As I was preparing for this uh, message here on Easter, I was studying and I came reading some books on, 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 on facts. You know, you know, facts are facts and they cannot be changed. But the resurrection is a fact. It's something that cannot be refuted. Scholars have tried to come against the resurrection, and they can, even the most learned scholar that is alive today in Israel says, yes, Jesus did raise from the dead. But they'll still have other things. But they'll come up with their buts. But, 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 okay? But it can't be refuted. One man was, was debating, who's a Christian, was debating a non-Christian as to the resurrection at Pepperdine University recently, and he came up with this. He says, the man was unable to refute the resurrection of Jesus Christ and what this man did that was coming against him, he says, his, his uh, counter story was this. He says, I believe, learned an individual, a graduate, he says, I believe Jesus had a Siamese twin brother. They were separated at birth and he went on and after Jesus died, he came and he took his brother's body from the grave and then he appeared to all the disciples Oh my goodness. Uh, see, the resurrection cannot be refuted. It's it's a it's a proven fact. People saw him. Okay? He came visibly, face-to-face sightings. Then not only did, did was there face-to-face sightings, but also the Bible says that that uh, 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 there's an empty tomb, like my wife was saying. He's not there. It's an empty grave. Then historically, once something begins once something originates after second and third generations once it's over it's over but the resurrection and Christianity has gone on for 2000 years it's a proven fact we've been we base our Christianity on the resurrection so it's a proven fact see the resurrection if i would ask you what is the most important word in Christianity some might say the cross and the cross is powerful but resurrection is more important we cover the cross on good friday okay But the resurrection, my friend, brings hope and it brings power to our gospel. Again, the word cross and the cross is powerful. It's very important. But if we would choose the word cross, we would be left on the wrong side of Easter. Our Christianity would be based on the wrong side. uh, On the cross rather than on the resurrection. The resurrection turns death into life. It turns death, my friend, into, you know, uh, into a door. That's all death is. I want to read you a scripture found in Isaiah 49, verse 23. Okay, it says there, Isaiah 49, 23, very important verse. It says, kings will be your foster fathers, and their queens, the the, the wives of the kings, your nursing mothers. They will bow down before you with their faces to the ground. They will lick the dust at your feet. Now, you probably don't understand the scripture, but I'm going to explain it to you. It's saying that kings are going to come down and kiss your feet. They're going to lick the dust from your feet. And their wives, the queens, are going to be your nursing mothers. In other words, what that scripture is saying is that kings of this planet are going to become your servants. They're going to bow down to you. Is pain a king? Yeah, it is. Yeah, it is. Uh, It hurts. If I was to go up to you and I, I pick on you every service just about, George, right? This time I'm going to hit you. Real illustrated sermon. Uh, Pick at him all the time. Where's Christian? There he is. Uh, uh, I got to get two guys over here. Uh, You Siamese twins, you you know. Uh, But pain is a king. It turns hospitals into palaces. You ever been in the hospital? Oh, you know, because it's a king. Uh, How about temptation? How many have been tempted this week? Let me see your hands. Nobody's vulnerable from temptation, even the, the Pope. Oh, that's right. I, preach it. I I could have titled this sermon instead of what comes down must go up. I got have titled it, The Pope Graduates from the Men's Home. At the 9 o'clock, get the tape for the 9 o'clock. Boy, did we pick on the Pope. Poor guy. Ah, he's eating beans and rice in Jesus Christ. Got him in the home already. <laughs> uh, but hey, even the Pope, everybody goes to temptation. Because temptation is a king. Uh, it can act bad. All these money's a, 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 a king. And uh, we covered that last week how money is a spirit. And it gives you power, especially those of you that used to smile at every first and the 15th. You know what I'm talking about? Welfare. That's when you get your check. Uh, there's power in this, you know. There's different kings, but the Bible says here there's another king, the king of kings. That's what we say. He's the king of kings. He's the king of pain, he's the king of temptation. And he's even the king of death death has no victory over the king of kings and neither to you that's what the Bible says they're gonna to have to come down and bow down to you and lick your dirty feet or clean feet not stinky feet uh, in other words what the scripture is saying is death becomes your servant it's your servant it's a doorway to heaven that's all it is someday Death's going to come knocking at my door. I'm not going to be afraid. I shouldn't be afraid. It's my time. My servant death is here. Hey, where you been? Took you 102 years, man. (laughs) Ah, I like that one. Uh, But I'm ready. Been ready since I was 26. 24. I got to say the 24. Been ready since I was 24. Uh, But he's going to come knocking at your door. Uh, But because of the resurrection, all death is is your servant. And we need to understand that. It's going to come and bow down to your feet. The resurrection. We need to realize and understand that the resurrection is not an epilogue. It is not a postscript in a book. Or it's not a postscript to the Bible. It's really icing on the cake. Matter of fact, the resurrection is the cake. Ah, It makes and confirms our faith to our gospel. The resurrection can bring life and light to the dimmest, heart to the dimmest life there's power in the resurrection in the resurrection Jesus took the strongest blow that the devil could 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 give to him and he shook it off as only a necessary experience that's all it was it's a a necessary experience if you want to get to where we're really going that's all death is it's a necessary experience we got to go through it. but the devil took all excuse me Jesus took all the devil could hit throw at him and the kitchen sink and he took it, he says, okay, is that all you can do, devil? Well, it's my turn now. Uh, on Good Friday, that's what happened. It's Friday, but Sunday's coming. You hit me on Friday, devil, but Sunday's coming. You better get out of Dodge, because Sunday's coming. The resurrection is on its way. I'm gonna hang out in hell, Jesus says, for about three days. But listen, the grave couldn't keep him. Uh, it could not. He was just a visitor in hell. Because hell was made for people, for sinners. But he that knew no sin, he didn't know sin. Sinners are are bound and in bondage in hell. But Jesus could just hang around. Hey, what's happening, homie? Uh, What's going on? Uh, He had his his card to hang around down there. Uh, But three days later, uh, that's not where the story ends. Uh, He rose again. The resurrection, the power of the resurrection uh, and then Christ comes along and all the cross really served to be is the lowest point in in the life of Jesus it served as the floor you might say like when you throw a ball what does it do it bounces back well that's what happened with Jesus he was like a bouncing ball you can't keep a good man down Oh, you went up rose again he came down and he rose again and the Bible says that the same spirit That if the same spirit that raised Christ from the dead dwell in you, he shall also quicken your mortal bodies. You have that same spirit living inside of you if you're a born-again Christian. Um, You have that same power afforded to you that was given to Jesus. See, Christians possess that very same power that raised Jesus from the dead. And it's important that we realize the power that all believers have. The minute you accept Christ, the minute you raise your hand. Yesterday we had upwards of hundreds of people got saved. In Modesto, hundreds, powerful altar call. But the minute you, you know, you fight with yourself, you're making the altar call. Oh, okay, I'm gonna accept the Lord. The minute you raise your hand, enough power is poured into your heart to get you to heaven. That's all. The minute you go, okay, I'm gonna say, bah. I mean, what did happen to me? I said, woo, wow. A lot of you know my testimony. I went shaking everybody's hands. God bless you. God bless you. God bless you. But before I was just, I wouldn't even talk. My family's here. They know. I was very skeptical, just checking everything out all the time. Oh, that look. Now I have to act to get that look. I can't, I'm a phony. Can't even do it no more. Oh, because I was, everything went on. A new life happened to me. Went around shaking everybody's hands. Oh, because now I had enough power to get to heaven. And it's been over 26 years. How much is 102? I still got more time. Here on this planet. Um, But that's what happens. Enough power is afforded to you, my friend. Inside of you to go through any trouble, any trial, that's going to come your way. Uh, And those of you that are facing problems and difficulties, get Jesus in your life and tap into him. Uh, But a lot of us are like like televisions that haven't been turned on. By that I mean this. You know, if you're going to own a TV, turn it on. You know, watch something. Uh, Nickelodeon. Just kidding. That's, I'm talking to my daughter. Hallelujah. Ah. But that's what a TV's for. See, there's a bunch of VHF and UHF waves running around. They're even in here. But if you don't turn on the TV, they ain't going to come on. They're not going to come on. And that's the same thing with, with the Holy Spirit. That's the same thing with the power of the resurrection. It's here. But if you ain't going to turn yourself on to the, the things of God, you're just going to be a blank TV. What good is that? Uh, blank TV. Not, some of you, I, I said it at the 9 o'clock. Should I tell them at the 11 o'clock? Some of you got to be careful. You're the Playboy channel. Uh, come on. You got to be Praise the Lord channel. Hallelujah. Uh, but unless you tap into the power of the Holy Spirit, you're not going to know. you just be a blank TV. Uh, come on, when you accept Christ, the power of the resurrection, that's the floating around here like the UHF waves, then you got it, Jack. Then you got that power to get you all the way to heaven. Power over sin. Power over temptation. I'm not saying you're going to win every battle, but you can win the war. Uh, I mean, not everybody's perfect. Not even. We're going to try and keep him out of this sermon. Poor guy. Uh, (laughs) But it's a fact. Nobody's perfect. Uh, But God can forgive you. Uh, And if you need forgiveness here today, God will forgive you. What a blessing to be forgiven to feel squeaky clean. I tell people, yes, the just shall live by faith. Uh, and we walk by, you know, by, by faith, not by sight, not by feelings. But I'm telling you, there's no greater feeling in all the world than to know that you're right with God. I tell people, man, when you're right with God, you can take on Godzilla and... I tell them that. She's here today. Illustrated sermon. Ah... Uh. <laughs> finally have her, oh my God, oh Jesus, help me, <laughs> nah, just keep making chili for my wife, she loves that, uh, she makes the best chili, uh, hallelujah, but that's what the power of the resurrection will give you, power over the enemy, power over sin, uh, and we need to understand that, but we got to tap into that power, see much of the world is very same predicament today, they, they, they don't understand that, they don't know, they don't really know the real meaning of Easter, and the real meaning of Easter is the power of the resurrection is here. But they're TVs that haven't been turned on. They are not aware. People think that Easter's for Easter bunnies and Easter eggs. That's all fine and dandy. Oh, he's checking me out. Hey, Ruben's learning. He's gonna be a preacher someday. Ah, yeah. he's gonna know me better than Toby. Hallelujah. Ah. Oh, no, he's going to expect a gift from me on September. Uh, when is that, August? Oh, Jesus. <laughs> uh, tapping in to the power of God. Uh, and then the resurrection, lastly, is hope. First Corinthians 15, 14, and 19 talk about that. Uh, Paul says, if I have no hope, I am of all men most miserable. He says, but there is a resurrection, and I do have hope. Uh, we have something that the world doesn't have, the hope in the resurrection you know hope is a very very powerful tool ask any doctor i don't know if we prayed for max uh uh, frank avalos we didn't pray for him in this service right but the first service we did frank had to have emergency uh uh, operation yesterday just like that real happened, real fast they say he may not be able to see again pray for frank and you all know who frank is six foot five he's always sitting right here in the front uh he had to have emergency operation but he has hope See, doctors will say it's hard when you're operating on somebody and, and they, they, they don't, they've given up. They don't care. But doctors say when they, when they have hope and they, you know what, I'm going to get through this thing. It's going to be okay. They say that tool of hope is more important than even a surgical blade. That's how powerful hope is. Uh, I hope Pastor Steve's not going to preach real long this Easter morning because I want to go to the picnic. It's not that powerful. Uh, I mean, it's a good tool and all that, but come on. Ah, uh. All right, all right. Hope maketh not ashamed. Praise the Lord, the Bible says. But, but, but it's powerful. Remember when we had the uh, Iraqi war with Saddam insane and all those people? Remember how he bragged? He bragged about the, the Red Guard. Remember that? The Red Guard, they're better than the Marines and they're better than, oh, they're bad. And what did we do for 40 days? Uh, 40, 40 days, 40 nights. Uh, like rain. It rained bombs from heaven. Uh, that was the Lord, I guess. 40, Number 40, you know. Then on the 41st day, here comes Schwarzkopf and all them guys. And what happened to the Red Guard? Illustrated sermon. You know, Mark McGuire, Mark McGuire. That's a new one. It used to be Babe Ruth. Mark McGuire, you know. <laughs> they dummied up. Why? They lost all hope. Hope maketh not ashamed. It's the power, of, and we have hope because of the resurrection. Then let me close with this. Let me say close with anything with this. Heaven. That's our hope. That's our eternal hope. Look at Hebrews chapter 12. and with this I close. Hebrews chapter 12. The hope of heaven, verse 22. But you have come to mount, where? To the heavenly, talking about heaven, Jerusalem, the city of the living God. You have come to thousands upon thousands of angels in joyful assembly. Some of you need to understand where we're going. What comes down must go up to heaven. Oh, you're preaching, good. Even Reuben got that one, hallelujah. <laughs> ah. We're going to go to heaven. And listen, sometimes we think heaven is going to be, you know, dull. That's what the devil would want you to think, especially when you don't know God. I don't want to go to heaven. I heard somebody the other day say, I don't want to go to heaven because I've got to go to hell because all my friends are going to be there. You're not even going to recognize them. You're going to hear them, uh, but you're not going to recognize them. Uh, I don't care if they were bad. Ah, that's what it's going to be like. Uh, but heaven, they think it's going to be, you know, angels flying around with little harps. And we already found out what harps were, remember? They were like electric guitars. They're going to be bad. We're going to rock out in heaven. Ah, uh, yeah. Oye, como va? I came. Ya no voy. I'm here. Hallelujah. Huh? It's going to be bad. See, we think heaven. The Bible says streets of gold. It says there's going to be, you know, a sea of glass. That's what it talks about. Heaven's going to be, you know, streets of gold and a, a sea of glass and you know, all, these different, all these different things that are going to be happening there in heaven. Uh, the gates of pearl, the pearly gates. Wow. Those things are not heaven. Those things are, it's imagery. Those things are just signs of what heaven's gonna be like. But that's not heaven, okay? They're just like, like if you were driving up Highway 5, and you, you, you're wondering, Am I in some, and you wanna come see San Francisco? Uh, you wanna see San Francisco, Danny? Yeah? Uh, okay, you come up Highway 5, you wanna go see San Francisco, and you see a sign that says, San Francisco, 50 miles. And, So you were to stop the car, get off, and look at the sign that says San Francisco, 50 miles. And you were to look at the sign and say, wow, that's San Francisco. Let's go home. I saw San Francisco, 50 miles. Keep driving. That's not San Francisco. That's imagery. That's depicting what San Francisco, where it's at. And that's all the streets of gold in the Bible is saying. It's imagery. It's a sign telling you where heaven's at. What going to, but heaven is going to be a joyous place where all the angels are rejoicing. A joyous occasion, the Bible says there. And we're going to have a good time in heaven. I used to think heaven and Christianity was for a bunch of... No. No, my, my family's been hanging out with me for only two days. Can you keep up? Only two days. This is my life. I wanted them to come and see. Man, they had a lot of, whole lot of... Things happening over here, huh? It's a happening heaven. I have a sermon called The Happening Heaven. It's gonna be happening in heaven. I hope you wanna go. See, heaven, in heaven, you're gonna lose all sense of time. It's gonna be joy unspeakable and full of glory. The best way to describe heaven is teach children's church. Get them out of children's church. The Bible says, unless you become a little child, you shall not enter the kingdom of heaven. Children's Church will teach you what heaven's all about. You ever seen Children's Church people, the kids? They're, they're always having a good time playing, Johnny, don't hit Mary, pow, you know, all that. I mean, it's bad, but it's good. They have a good time because they're in heaven. I mean, I, I, I was watching, and I used this in the first nine o'clock service, but he doesn't know it, but I'm going to use them again right now on the 11 o'clock. But I was watching, you know, Ed Bullock, the in house broker over here, who helped get us this building. And you saw him, some of you right here at the second service. He's with the kids. Did you see him come put the flower in the cross? He was having a better time than the kids. He was in heaven. He was in heaven. That's heaven. Teach children's church. That's what heaven's all about. And in other words, they lose all sorts of time. They, they, they hate it when they have to close. Oh, oh my God, I hope goes long. I'm having a blast. I want to stay in children's church. Uh, I think my son, is he here? Where is he at? in the back. Oh, hallelujah. Now he's a minister. When he was a kid, that's kids are in heaven. Uh, the first time I told this illustration before, I went to pick him up the first day of kindergarten. Fremont Christian. I drove up. I said, your son's over there. I was going to go get him. And i like to be in a hurry. My kid, you know, come on, let's go. I got things to do. Uh, you hang around with me for two days. You know that. Uh, <laughs> but I decided to just watch my child. You know, it was his first day of school, and he comes from a family of athletes. And so, I, you know, the only game in town was tetherball at that time. And he was, this is my son, first day of school, after school's out, kindergarten, he hated it, and that's fun. But now he gets to go to, you know, after school. Here's Stefan in heaven, playing tetherball. Kindergarten. four foot, minus two, (laughs) playing with third graders, you know, five footers. (laughs) I'm fast forwarding. wanted to die. I mean, my brother was All-American, and, you know, I could have been All-American, hallelujah. Oh, man, then I got him in the car and said, mijo, mijo, you come from a family of athletes, mijo. He says, I don't care, Dad. No, 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 Dad, I, mean, I had to try how to be there, and someday I'll be in third grade. I go, oh, that's true. Yeah, that's right, you know. You should have seen him playing hopscotch. You know Now, some of you might think that's funny for a 50 year old <laughs> I'm sorry but I'm in heaven that's what heaven's gonna be like it's gonna be joy uh, then he started playing baseball I'd come in and get him he'd get in the car we'd be driving home and I'd say Stefan where's your new jacket That's why he's so good at excuses. <laughs> I would buy him nice jackets, expensive jackets. I already knew. I said, I might as well just throw this thing away. Because, you see, kids lose all sense of, of time. They lose it. <laughs> they lose their jackets. Uh, they lose it because they lose it. But that's what heaven's going to be like. You're going to lose all sense of time. Right now, Renee's mother's playing hopscotch with my dad. And my dad's a sore loser. (laughs) But they're having fun. They're having fun. And they're singing. That's what heaven's going to be like. Joy. Joy unspeakable. Full of glory. And I ain't no lame. My mom didn't raise no fool. I want to go to heaven. I got to get ready, plain hopscotch. Uh, nah, what I'm trying to tell you it's going to be better than that. You know, it, eye has not seen, ear has not heard, neither has entered into the heart of God what God has prepared for them that love him. Some people say, well then, you know, we have it pretty good on earth, but it's not that good. It's going to be great in heaven. Things that you haven't even thought of, it's going to be happening there. It's going to be a happening heaven. What comes down must go up. I want every head bowed and every eye closed, please. And you know who's going to have the best time in heaven? Those that suffered the most here on earth. I don't have time to go into that, but just understand what I'm saying right now. Those that suffered the most on earth, they're going to to be so busy in heaven having a good time because they missed out. The invalids, the the sick, the down, the destitute in heaven. Some of you have had it pretty hard here on earth. But as every head is bowed and every eye closed, I want to pray for those of you to say, I want that power that's afforded to me because of the resurrection. I want to lose it. Lose all sense of time because in eternity, it's no time. You ask somebody, you ask a Christian what time is it he can say, and he can answer it very clearly and genuinely and truthfully, eternity. Because that's what a Christian is. He's got eternity. That's our time eternal life has no hourglass that's what heaven's going to be like just like children we're going to lose all sense of time we're going to enter into eternity but I want to pray for those of you that need to get right with God that should you enter into eternity now you may not be right and ready and prepared to meet your maker and as every head is bowed and every close prayer to God moving to ministry I want to pray for those of you here this morning this afternoon now that you need forgiveness of sins. You need to get right with God. If that's you, I'm going to give you an opportunity of an eternal lifetime. I'm giving you an opportunity of an eternal lifetime to enter into that eternity, enter into your rest. If that's you, you need forgiveness of sins. From all over this place, I'm going to ask you very quickly, lift up your hand and quickly put it down.